This is Homer and Tony. Oh, baby. Party bus driver Joe, formerly known as Taxi Driver Joe, tweets into the ESPN Walkie Talking Text line. Tony, stick to basketball. You're wrong, Homer. He will never learn. You can't help him. Stick to basketball. That's, those, that's one of the dumbest statements ever. You got to come up with Whoa, something. Who, was that? who said that? Party bus driver Joe. Party bus driver Joe. So what would you then have to stick to, party bus driver? Driving yeah. party buses? So that means you can't even call and comment on this. Because you got to stick to driving the party bus. So what? shut up, Joe. Oh. TVB, do you know the song? Candy girl. Oh, TVB, my dude. Come on. Yes, sir. Let's go, TVB. You just did that to embarrass me. You did that to embarrass me. Yes, you knew. I knew TVB was the man. You knew it. You know, I don't know it, and you wanted to see if he did. It was beautiful. Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. This is Homer and Tony. In perfect harmony, Jason Wilde on assignment at his normal 215. He'll be on at 315, which means the top three, near three, that's the new title, is next. The pick of the litter, the creme de la creme. This list is as exclusive as it gets. Three, two, one. Okay, let's run. It's the top three at three with Homer and Tony. Giannis. It's so easy to score for him. He puts up 50, and it's no big deal. Hey, Giannis had 40, yeah, 54, 52, uh, was it exonerating? 54. 54. It's no big deal. It's that easy. Other than Wilt Chamberlain, when he averaged 50 a game in the history of the NBA, it's never been easier for anybody to score than Giannis in the regular season this year. That includes... Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, name them all. No way they got as many pregame dunks, Fisher-Price dunks, which is when you dunk on a Fisher-Price if you've ever played it. That's how easy it is for Giannis. So, of course, Giannis. And I say what I tweeted last night. He could score 100 in a game. All right, Hall of Famer. Uh, Mine is the... Rumored Kyrie wants to trade. Yeah. Wants to be out of Brooklyn. I wouldn't put him on the Bucks if he was free. I would not put him on. No, you said you would or would not? Would not. Oh, Even yeah. if it was no, free. No, no, no. It's not the right fit for the for the nope. Bucks. Uh Although I love Kyrie as a player. He's going to Still, the Lakers, right? The right He'll one. take over. Lakers for would be a good place for him. Russell Westbrook, you trade him head to head or something? Trade like Westbrook, that? trade any one of those other clowns at guard they got over there, Schroeder. They could uh, win a championship, right? So, so. Uh, yeah, they would definitely, yes. they'd definitely be suited to do that. Yeah. Um, if I'm a Brooklyn, I'm like, okay, get rid of this dude. Done with him. Sort of like Aaron Rodgers. Same situation. Like, all right, we're done with this guy. I know he's great and all, but uh, he Rodgers. Done with him. He's not that bad. He's not that bad, but still right. a similar situation. Right. Get rid of him. So uh, we'll see where, see where he go if he actually gets traded because Brooklyn should get some good pieces back for him. So I just want Kevin Durant to win another one. I right. like Kevin. Durant. I would think people would agree, but I, but I think they would say to Brooklyn, "We ain't giving you much." You gotta be willing to take People next are to say nothing. That, but no, nah, you're not gonna take next to nothing. They won't trade him then. No. no. All right. Pebble. And mine is it's uh, M- hashtag MJ Day celebrating Michael Jordan Day two three twenty three. You put those numbers oh, together, it's twenty three twenty three. 
Michael Jordan considered the greatest athlete ever by many, not because of his achievements on the court, mind you, or his perfect resume. It's also because of what he means to the culture. His greatness had perfect timing. He transcended professional sports, shoes, made him. individual brands a thing. Not to mention everyone wanted to be like Mike, like the Gatorade commercial. Other countries, they were going to have to wait till March 2nd to celebrate MJ Day if they do, because they write their dates a little differently. So in other countries... They write it as 2-3-23, so the date goes first before the month, so then the date and then the month of of uh, February. I would agree with what so. you said, given all the factors and mentioned in terms of transcending sport, the greatest athlete ever. Yep. I know some people don't care that it's Michael Jordan Day, but I hey, growing up being a Michael Jordan fan, I do. So Oh, I don't care because it's just made up. Of course it's made up, but it's still fun. But to honor Michael Jordan uh, is always appropriate. Every day should be Michael Jordan Day. Jason Wildey Day. What day should that be? Every day. Yeah. Everybody should get information about the Green Bay Packers from Jason Wildey every day of the year. Today, that's next. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Everybody, everybody, 100% of humanity should get information about the Green Bay Packers from Jason Wildey every day of the year. We do our part, 94.5 ESPN. He was on assignment at 2.15, so we have him at 3.15 or close to that. Jason Wildey can come on anytime during our two hours in which he chooses. Yes, good afternoon, Jason. Oh, thanks for accommodating me, fellas. Uh, I appreciate that. I've, have we been delivering much Packers information, do you feel? Totally. Yes, no. I told people. Information? No. What about no, Aaron Rodgers? No, we talking about Aaron. That's Conjecture. not information. That's just conversation. The most Rogers. important thing about the Green Bay Packers is whether or not Aaron Rodgers is quarterback. Not information. Right, but we haven't been able to inform them if he is or is not going to right. quarterback. Not no, but we have been very valuable in providing information that everyone should know that when he announces in two weeks what he's doing, it's not the end. It's just part one of what's now appropriately viewed as a two-part series. Yeah, just the beginning, quite right. frankly. Right, and that's helpful because otherwise people might be thinking, oh, he's going to decide earlier this year. You think, so is there, what percentage chance? Zero? Yeah. Five percent, ten percent, that he will... Not only say that he's coming back, but he will say, I'm coming back, and the only team I want to play for is the Packers. We're going to figure this out, and we're going to be a contender this year. What are the what percentage chance do you give that on, like, February uh, 12th, he yeah. says that? Two. 2%. Percent. Zero? 2%? Percent? Yeah. Okay, wow, not even zero for you, though. No, I would normally go zero percent, but... Tony says uh, you can't go zero percent. There's always a chance of anything. So um, he's right. He's right. But, yeah, it's as low as you can go, and I do that because I, I I want people to realize that if it happens, you need to be fair in terms of addressing how huge a surprise it is. Like Northern Iowa beating. That's correct. N- uh, Eastern Illinois defeating Iowa. 41, 30, 41 point underdog, 31 points, something like that. It's a 33 and a half, I think. Excuse me. I stand corrected. 33 and a half. So. Why we got Pebble? 
Why Pebbles there? Yeah. Right. He's the man. Um. So that's um. <laughs> you seem in a better mood, though. You just accepted that this is just going to go I on, have, and I have I have definitely reached the point of acceptance. Uh, the only thing that I am struggling with now, you know, we had some fun yesterday on our show with the uh, Groundhog Day mm-hmm. theme of how uh, it could be 2008, 2020, 2022, God knows what. Uh, and there's all so many similarities. The only thing I'm struggling with now is where is the fan base on the Aaron Rodgers intrigue? Is it uh, – so high interest, is it uh, low interest, is it complete fatigue, and they'd rather we talk about whether uh, Tyler Goodson is, is capable of being a number three running back? Like, are they, would they rather talk about, like, Packers' minutia of the roster? Would they rather talk about uh, mock draft even before we uh, get to the combine? Like, what? Well, I would I wonder, say it's still Rodgers because Rodgers has two parts. It's not just Rodgers, but it's love. Of Rogers. Well, I think for yeah, I think for us, it's you know our our mentality uh, as enter edutainers, right? Isn't that what your father? My father was the world's greatest edutainer. I never found the world's second greatest edutainer. I searched for a while because it was because it's you. you. You inherited that. Uh, but like, I, I just I find myself, and again. It's not like I'm, I'm looking to shirk whatever responsibility we bear. But I do find myself wondering, you know, I like to give the people what they want. And I do find myself wondering, is this what they want? I have a good friend, huge Bucks fan. Now, that's not something that we talk a ton of, especially during the regular season on our program. It's not our area of expertise. That's why we've got Eric Name and we've got right. Justin Garcia. The regular season has become the preseason, that too. Yeah. But, you know, he's like, I, I don't want to listen. I love you guys. I can't listen if you're talking about Rodgers. Now, is he in a small minority? Is he representative of the populace at large? Again, I'm not sure. And so, for me, it's it's my own frustration or my own uh, fatigue or exasperation is really secondary to the responsibility that I genuinely feel to educate and entertain and elucidate our fan base for what they want. So I'm trying to think of ways that we can make sure that we're delivering what the I'm sick of Aaron Rodgers crowd wants to listen to. Oh, I got new, I got something new for you. Ooh, I like something. I'm in the sick of hearing about Aaron Rodgers and crowd. You have been for some time. I know you are. I know you are. You're one of the people that I think of when I contemplate this. But, but I think Tony's attitude is in a bad place. Because the al- it's not a bad place. Hold on. The alternative of Jordan Love is one that bothers you as well. You don't really see a nice way out of this. Either way is bad. Uh, yeah. All right. Trade Rodgers and get a, a new quarterback yeah. and a, a starter. And you know that's not, not Jordan happening. Love. Yeah. Correct. Zero percent error or whatever. Uh, no, I wanted to ask you. I'm wondering if Rodgers has a thing with receivers. We go way back to Driver and Jennings. And now with Dobbs, who said, and I don't think there's a problem there, but he goes to all these meetings or, or meals with, with offensive linemen, and it seems to me that he should be doing the same with that with the wide receivers. Now, again, he had young wide receivers, and he didn't do anything in the So 
I'm I'm starting to think that there's a he's got a problem with wide receivers. His actions would say there's something there. We don't I don't know if it's a problem because he should be spending as much time with wide Sounds receivers like as he does with offensive linemen. And clearly he's never done that. And it stands out even more with the young wide receivers now. Uh, do you even recognize the existence of such a club? Uh, so, Tony, where were you in your National Basketball Association career when you joined the Lakers? Where? My rookie year. All right. And then how many years did you spend there? Five. And then where did you go next? Uh, Everywhere. Phoenix. Well, I know, yes, I, I know Tony played a lot of places. But I, 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 I just work with me on this. So you arrive in Los Angeles. The yep. year was? 1990. Okay, so it's a year before Magic's announcement. Yep. How much is Magic hanging out with you? How much, I'm trying to think. Of who was Worthy still on the roster then? Yes, Worthy, Byron Scott. You made the championship. Michael Thompson, Lake, AC Green. Celtic, I mean, the uh, Bulls, Bulls won their first championship that year. Mm-hmm. So, how much time? Now, basketball is different than football, right? You guys are playing a ton of games. How much time was Magic spending with his favorite rookie from Marquette? Uh... I mean, very, very little. Not, not a ton. But some. Some, yeah, some. Yeah, some. No question. So when you look at it through, and this is what I'm getting at, because, I, again, I thought that Romeo Dobbs thing was, it, it was all about how you view Rodgers is how you viewed that story. Either uh, I think he's a jerk, so he's a jerk for not hanging out with Romeo Dobbs and the rookies and the wide receivers more, or... Uh, I don't have a problem with him, and he didn't hang out with other guys. I saw Bulaga and uh, Charles Woodson posting things about how they didn't hang out outside the facility either. I'm just curious, because of your experience with one of the all-time great NBA players, and Rodgers is one of the all-time great quarterbacks, if you thought that the, the zero time that he spent outside the facility, especially when you consider – that the way the NFL is structured, you've got all week long before you play a game, and you only play one game a week. If you thought that that was very problematic, somewhat problematic, or not problematic at all, uh, yeah, no, no, no time is very problematic. And with because I, it seems like football, like you, you got, you need a little bit of more of like, like work together, reps together, rapport. Uh, he has know. it with the offensive line. The like with magic, I mean, we we did we did, we hung up a few times. You know, we 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 did some stuff here. We played some cards. Maybe we were out uh, at a club or whatever. So I mean, we actually we did some stuff together. But the difference for me, I, I I saw it as like any well, anytime we were in Los Angeles, uh, the married guys on the team never did anything anyway. I never saw any of the married guys. They're at home right. with their families, right? So it's, now it's just right. the few single guys that are able to go out and do whatever. Okay, we're hanging out. Uh, on the road, it's a little bit different because everybody's on the road. So some of those guys might go out on the road. You go get something to eat, whatever, stuff like that. But it wasn't – It right. what, to me, it wasn't like Magic was ever untouchable. He never made me feel like he was unapproachable. Like, you know, right. I, could, I could go up to him and talk and hang out. 
you know, give my give my hard time and do whatever. So. So that's so. I'm glad you answered it the way you did because I think if if we're looking at Rogers and his interactions with these other guys away from the facility, I, I do think that. And there's a there's another end of the spectrum, right? Like there's the Russell Wilson wants everyone to know all the time that he's having the guys over and he's throwing with them in the off season, and he like overcompensates, right? Somewhere in between the Rogers thing and the Russell Wilson thing is is a reasonable position to hold. Of you know what? It'd be nice if you spent a little more time with these guys. And whether it, I understand they're together a lot at the facility, but from from my perspective of trying to be, you know, trying to leave whatever biases I have, both positive and negative, at the door, I thought that that story, was, it piqued my interest. It didn't make me mad at Rodgers. It didn't make me think he's a horrible teammate. But it did make me wonder if he understood one of the things that I thought was really important for that group when they were drafted, which was demystifying. I used that phrase with those guys when they – when I talked to him after the draft, first time we were in the locker room, uh, you know, over two years, like for me, and, and you just said this about magic, that you never felt he was unapproachable. And one of the things that I did take umbrage with, with Rogers was after he went on McAfee and just talked so much about all these mental errors that were being made double digits every week. And it's inexcusable. And I thought, okay, and I asked him about it at his locker, and then he said, well, if anybody had a problem with it, I'm, I'm right here, and no one's come up to me to, to talk about it with me. And that was when I thought, but you're unapproachable in their eyes. You may not think so, but they think so. Like, again, Romeo Dobbs, who's not, not as quiet as a church mouse, but certainly, you know, not some sort of flamboyant, bombastic personality, is not going to confront you in the locker room and say, hey, man, that's BS. You want to talk about my mental errors, then let's sit down and talk about them. But even though you didn't say me by name, everyone knew you were talking about me and some of the other young guys. Like, why don't we go have dinner or something? Like, Romeo Dobbs is never going to do that. He doesn't feel like Keith Rogers is someone they can do that with. So that, to me, is a sign that you need to have a better idea of what they need and while you may not need to hang out with them outside the facility, I thought it was a reasonable position to hold that you should hang out with them a little bit. Not all the time. You don't have to have them over your house every Wednesday or something. But the O-line makes it a point to have their Thursday O-line dinners. It's been a tradition dating back before, like, Frank Winters and Adam Timmerman and Marco Rivera. And so why that. don't they have a wide receiver one, a receiver one? Because that group know. is every bit as important to Rodgers or should be, as right. the offensive line. And, and to Tony's point about the married guys when they were in L.A., Aaron Rodgers isn't one of them. I mean, he may be older, and I don't know what his current dating status is, but from what Homer I could gather, from what I could gather, it's certainly not uh, you know, a live-in girlfriend. Like He's certainly not coming home to... You know, like I am with Paula and the girls. And, yeah, I'm not going out with Matt Schneidman out on the town to go to the stirrups bar or whatever. Like, that's not where my life is. But he's not in the place that my life is. So that's why I just thought this was really interesting. I thought it got overblown. I thought people who don't like him seized upon it to really 
use it as yet another example of how much he sucks as a leader. But I did think this, and we didn't talk about it after Tuesday, and, and that's my fault because it was top of mind for me after that. I thought he went pretty far to try and defend himself about his leadership. And I thought there was a little bit of a doth protest too much about how important or not so important uh, hanging out with those guys would be. Thanks, Jason. All right, guys. Thanks for accommodating me. Take care. Be good. Yeah. Jason will the all-packers all the time. I had more questions. But Fat Jack, he's blue flame smoking hot again. He's next. Fat Jack or the Fat Jack Sports. Oh, baby, the Philadelphia Eagles were good. Fat Jack, good afternoon. What happened to my Bengals? Ah, uh, I, think, I think you're just unlucky. I think that was the right bet, and you got screwed. That's my view on that. Bengals are on their way to Cabo with everybody else. Yeah, and, uh, they are. Philadelphia but if Eagles, that guy doesn't do make I... that play, it goes into overtime. We have a great overtime. They had a very good chance of winning Gifts that game. And butts were Candies and nuts, and we'd all have a merry. Yeah, but you're, I, I, and I, you're busy. You do this. There are some <laughs> games in which you got to feel that you had the right side, and you were just unlucky. I'm not making that up, am I? No, I, I judge a lot of the games on if they played ten times, who would win? And those two teams played ten times to be five and five. They're very evenly matched in that field with Mahomes' ankle in that condition, and so I got all the different then. variables. Yeah, unlucky. I mean, you, you got scored half the time. The other half yeah. the time it happened like it was supposed to. I mean. Uh, it was one play here, one play, but you, the guy hit him out of bounds. He did hit him late. Yeah, I mean, yes, you can admit yeah, that, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, good. Cause I, and, and actually, the other calls, too, and I did not care. My winners, and by the way, I went two and one again. This one, The only selection was Philadelphia, easy winner. Had over in the Philly-San uh, Fran game. That was a loser, obviously. Brock Purdy going out. But you out were unlucky there. there. I, that's what I'd say. That's okay. You. All right. And you know what? You look back, I was 21-3 and three going into that in, in the year, so I'm okay being unlucky because then I had under the total in the Kansas City-Cincinnati game, which was an easy winner as well. So, And by the way, when you look at, on the results tab, you'll see I sent out 10 prop bets, 8-2 in the prop bets. The only prop bets I lost in those games were Mahomes' yards. I was off. I went under, and he went over. And Mahomes' touchdowns over 2.5, he had two, could have had a third, but didn't. Uh, so All right, I, let I, me interject. Let me ask weekend. you there. I, do you do the prop bets? This is so much a part of what I call new gambling, and I'm curious as to your big picture thoughts on prop bets and any insight on how to do it. Well, I say, first of all, if you do parlays, uh, I'm going to send you a sucker because that's what you are. But that's Yeah, yeah. Par- parlays are for suckers. They're house bets that are for absolute for losing gamblers. And But prop bets are not. <laughs> prop bets are. Right, you can do one. I've won. Well, I've won. Uh, we set out 10 to 20 for free every Super Bowl. This last week, I'm just running so well. I mean, I'd, I'd say 21 and 3 in, in 2023, basically, in football. And all the results are posted there. So I took some shots because we're running so hot, and I was rewarded with an 8 and 2. The Super Bowl, I've sent out prop bets for the better part of a decade and never not won with those prop bets. Not everyone wins, but you will you will turn a profit, and they're free. You don't have to pay for those. So what's the key to your success, if, if you'll give any? Well, Sure. Yeah. Here, prop bets. The general cup public player, the casual player, finds prop bets that risk a little to win a lot. 
all right? And that is the opposite of what you should be doing. There are soft numbers. There are easy lines in these at spots, but most of the time, you're going to have to risk 120, 130, 160 to win 100. So no missed extra points is one that, that typically sharp players will play. Uh, no safeties, no overtime, those type things. I'm not saying I'm going to play those. I'm just saying be okay risking more money to win a little bit on props because that's the way smart gamblers are doing it. It's similar to smart players are playing sides and totals and the general public's playing parlays and teasers and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's opposite day. Uh, you do the opposite of what the general public does. And if you're playing with house money, you're okay doing that because you're not having well, to sir, what, risk 200 to win 70. What, what years where they had back-to-back safeties in the Super Bowl? Uh, you know what? It'd go to Are, Buffalo Wild Wings and every fat guy at the bar had showered in three days to be able to tell you that. That is yeah. not mine. I know it didn't Yeah, it did. I know it I happened. Know that because my, that's my the buddy, meanest thing my, Fat my, Jack has ever My buddy said. Uh, was going to bet it. <laughs> And he didn't one year, and it happened. And then he said, I'm not doing it this year. It just happened last year. And then it happened again. <laughs> he missed it again. Yeah. And, you know, it, those type of things are fun. But I could, I compare those to the lottery. All right, you play the lottery, you hit a lottery or scratch off or whatever. That's a lot of fun. But there's not a lot of skill that goes into that. Picking who scores first, a lot of times there's longer shots. Picking exact final scores. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying you need to be up, though and be in the profit before you're going to risk your hard-earned money on those things, just like you don't go spend your rent money and your food money on the lottery tickets because they are long shots for a reason. When Within the props themselves, you can make money. You just have to dig down a little bit deeper. I try to find one or two different trends that I think are going to happen and then drill down and make two or three, four bets based on that. So if I like under the total in the game, all right, well, that tells me that I think, especially with these two teams, there's going to be a lack of execution in the red zone, all right, because these teams are going to move the football. They're both the number one offense in the league with Philly, or excuse me, with Kansas City, top five or six with Philly. So they're going to move it. But if it stays under this total of 50 and a half, it's because they're not ex- executing in the red zone. Well, that's going to lead over to field goal attempts, over to field goals made. Uh, you can do a lot of field goal type things based on the fact that you think the total is going to go under or vice versa. If you like the total to go over, maybe fewer field goal attempts. The other kind of secret inside one that, that that's worth a flyer. All right. And I talked about this last year is the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl to be a touchback is a huge favorite. All right. It doesn't matter if the kickers really didn't matter if it's indoor or outdoors. Most kickoffs are, are touchbacks. So if you want just a long shot flyer, um, the opening kickoff is kicked with a commemorative football. That's the minute the ball is kicked off to open the Super Bowl. It's taken off the field. It's given to a dude who takes it to Canton, Ohio, and puts it in the Hall of Fame. It is a heavier ball. It's not a regulation necessarily oh, football. Wow. It's a little bit heavier than, than your average football because it's going to Canton. And you have that, and you have the adrenaline of the return guy that a lot of times, if it's even close, wants to make a big play, get his team ahead of the, ahead of the momentum deal. So there's a couple of different reasons, and you're getting over two to one on that bet almost always. So just a little bit of inside information there. Doesn't like I say last year, I said the same thing, and it was a touchback. So it's not you don't want to put your house on it, but it is something you can get two to one or better on your money only in the Super Bowl that does have a little bit of an edge to it if you're looking to, at the facts. Yeah, I don't put my home on them anymore, Fat Jack. Go to Fat Jack Sports. <laughs> I put my mobile home on them now. Um, so uh, I, it's early. The Super Bowl's uh, you know a week away, but. Uh, with the injuries of the quarterbacks, I'm I'm leaning toward the under, but I don't know where the over under number was. I can, I just can see them because they're both playing, but they're both clearly not a hundred percent. And people who listen to this show 
in this segment would, would all understand that it's probably a good idea to lean over simply because you your feeling is that they're probably going to go under, right? I mean, we, we've established that when you have a hot, hot bet, yeah. that yes. a lot of times... Opposite Homer. <laughs> a lot of times you go off of... So here's the, here's the thing. I've been really consistent with Kansas City. They've been very, very... Uh, there's been tendencies with them as it relates to the defenses they played. When, when Kansas City plays average to below average defenses, their totals go under most of the time if you look at their results. When they play good defenses... They go over the total. So Denver twice, San Francisco, those type teams playing good defenses, wow. they typically go over. And, and the reason Philly. they do, and Philly, number two, number two defense in the league, and the reason they do is because Andy Reid has done a great job of evolving to being a coach who understands that if you line up from his days in Philly when he would line up, play field position, and do what old school coaches did, he now has enough confidence and he believes in his players enough that he understands you got to keep good defenses off balance. Otherwise, you're going to get bogged down in this uh, low-scoring game where players have to perform. So he's more inclined to throw on first and second down, run trick plays, allow Patrick Mahomes to uh, go down the field a little bit more at early downs early in the game than he will be if he believes that at any point he could turn it on if he had to. And it's not just me thinking philosophy. This has been the way it's played out with Kansas City, not only this year, but into last year. So they're playing a great defense. You probably want to lean over. And, by the way, Vegas thinks it goes over as well. This game could easily come at 46. And if they thought this game was going to be a lower-scoring game, it would have come 46 or so. But because it opened actually over 50 and then was bet down, now it's back about 50, it's because the, the guys that set the lines in Vegas do believe both these offenses are going to have success moving the ball and executing in the red zone. We'll talk about the Super Bowl again next week. Always want to give you the last thought. You go to fatjacksports.com, but anything else you want to leave people with? Nobody, I, I just, I've never, I don't know when the last time it was this hot or to start a, a fiscal or a calendar year. Go to fatjacksports.com. We were 5-0 and last week in basketball. We won again yesterday in basketball. You can get hoops and everything this weekend for 129 through Monday or football and basketball through the Super Bowl for only uh, – 249 or 229 excuse me so a great deal to get you into profit and those preseason rates are never going to be less go to fatjacksports.com get signed up today and win this weekend thanks we'll talk next week see ya i got that week see you soon blue flame smoking hot has not taken the place of fat jack yet next you're listening to homer and tony on 94.5 espn Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand or wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you. It feels good. Yeah. It feels good. Oh, it feels good. This is a female rapper. I don't know who. Certainly not. It isn't. It's not first, first of all, it's not rap. It sound like rap to you? I don't know what is and isn't rap. Come on. You don't? No. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you I know. You're I not that bad. I, I mean, you're I bad, but you're not I know, that bad. But, I mean, I'm sure there's songs that would be viewed as rap that I would well, say is not rap. There's, rap that, there's songs that have rap and okay. singing in them. All right, who is this? Pebble, who is it? You're looking at him. Tony Smith? Nope. Say my name three times. Tony, Tony, Tony. So He's done go, it again. I was going to go Smith, Smith, Smith. All right. Um, You'd be wrong, I have wrong, another wrong. Wage, I have another wager on Twitter because uh, I said uh, Giannis could score 100 points. 
Uh, somebody tweeted, 60 is his ceiling. And I said, in fall, and I said uh, 70, I think. And I said, I'll bet you any amount of money, any amount of money, and of course it goes to Kevin at Ted's, that Giannis scores more than 60 in a game in his career. I don't know if I hold back from most people when I say go to Ted's, no one ever goes there and gives them money. Bruce. I think his career high will be uh, 72. You want to go with the career high for Giannis? Uh, One call, that's all. We got to do that. All right, David. One Gordon. call, that's all. He, of course, known as 84. It would be great. He scored 84 in a game. It would be great if Giannis had the same at 84. Uh, Marquette will be in the top 10 Monday when the poll comes out. Wow. Is that, is that uh, too late to have as our one call? That's all. I don't think so, right? That's not too late. No. Okay, because they're going to beat Butler. Butler can't win an inter-squad game. One of the greatest wow. uh, mistakes I ever made in my life. If I could have been the play-by-play voice of Butler, I'd have done two national championship games. Oh, baby, did I mess up. Right. Uh, mine is, uh, I'm, I'm going to say Jordan Spieth is going to come back and win this AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He's he's a little bit back now, but he's uh he's got he can get streaky hot. All right. And he's just, he's hanging around dangerously close. Rogers will win nothing oh. and like it. All right, Pepper. And also Giannis puts up at least forty points against uh, the oh, Heat that's, that, uh, on Sunday. That's not worthy of a prediction. Forty points. Come on, why don't you say he's gonna breathe on Sunday? Come on, Pebble, you're better than that. It's forty. All right. Marquette against Butler, it's National Marquette Day. In some way, they should be honoring Tony Smith. I don't know if they are. For real? Yeah, they should. National Marquette Day. Close, please. I don't have to do nothing but stay black and die. White people. I will bet anybody. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Thing sucks. I am getting old. 